0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the United Spurs of America podcast. Joined by your host, as always, Jacob Wallraven. I am Michael Ramirez. And boys, ladies and gentlemen, we have another positive podcast to bring to you today. And we cannot be more excited to bring it to you. And I'll tell you why. Not only was it a 3-0 win today over Norwich at home in the beautiful Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, another clean sheet. Another win under Conte. Jacob, there are so many things to be happy about. I know we do have some negatives from today, from today's match. But for the most part, man, what a win. What a win.
1: What a win. And I will also say, what wetness. Oh. Mean, there's, there's, a, there's a really good rap song that I like to reference often. And it's, um, I believe the name of it's The Player's Ballad. I might be wrong on the name, but there's just a line in it. where it's, Wetness all around me, true but I'm no Island. And to me, that just speaks volumes about what this game was. It was just once the cock rocket of Lucas Mora just shattered the net to me. I was like, we're getting another, there's another one coming. Did I think it would be Davinson Sanchez? Fuck no. Am I happy? Fuck yes. Because if the guys that we dislike the most, IE Ben Davies, Davinson Sanchez, if they can get their shit together. And I mean, is it the Conte effect, bro? Is he magician?
0: It's gotta be. It's got to be It's got to be
1: the catch-up, maybe? I mean, what's going on, bro? At Tottenham at the, what's going on at the training grounds because honestly, whatever is going on right now, I love it. Pictures of Antonio Conte, his eyes, yeah. they look into my soul. If you haven't, you know, for all the people who haven't looked up what Antonio Conte looks like, just look at a picture, watch any press conference of the guy. Holy shit, bro. Like, I feel tingly i feel magic i mean we were in the group chat uh shout out Stelios and tottenham away um bro i said fourth place i said fourth place is wide open and he said no fucking chance to me bro i mean we already know who the
0: top three teams are right yeah yeah chelsea chelsea city and liverpool obviously
1: and then you got the west clam splammers which, I mean, I'm working on a nickname. I'm just test running something here by you, but <laughs> I'm trying to come up with something catchy and Something to make for, fun of
0: fucking West Ass. Because we need them to start
1: dropping some points. They beat Chelsea, which was a surprise. But mm-hmm. you know what? We need them to drop some points. We need Ass Anal to drop some points. We need Manchester United, Penchester United. We need them to drop some points. McDonald's United, whatever you want to call them. Um, but, man, our game. Holy shit. I know it's Norwich City, okay? They're not the greatest. We all know this. They just got promoted, but holy shit.
0: Holy shit, indeed. Three goals today, like I said. Three no-win over Norwich City at home. Goal scored by Lucas Moore in the 10th minute. Jacob, you mentioned it. An absolute cockrocket into the top left corner of the net. Davinson Sanchez, of all people, gets on the uh, the score sheet as well to double our our lead in the 67th minute. And who else but none other than Hyunmin Hung Hyunmin Dad, Hyunmin Son, and now Spidey Son in the 77th minute to round out the scoring. Talk to me. Six clean sheet in the Premier League this season, Jacob. Another clean sheet under Antonio Conte. Another win under Antonio Conte. And you mentioned it. We move into fifth place, two points behind West Ham, but with a game in hand. Go ahead, my friend.
1: Ooh, the game in hand is actually sexy now. I was so mad at the snow game because, first of all, we missed a pod week because, yep. I mean, what are we going to talk about? Fucking snow? We're going to build a snowman on the pod? That's not what's going to happen.
0: So, for me... You don't want to build a snowman with me?
1: I'll build a snowman
0: with you, bro. All we right. can
1: always build a snowman. I mean, it, there's got to be snow, but... Out Hell here yeah, desert, I ain't know. Much.
0: Ain't much out here in El Paso, Texas.
1: But my, my absolute... There was, a, there was a point in the game when Davinson Sanchez, I mean, he very angrily kicked that ball in the net, right? It just kind of fell, and he just fucking put his foot right through it. And honestly, I'm just so glad it was on target, because if he missed that, bro, he was – I mean, that's it, right?
0: I mean, you would expect him to miss it, to be fair. Let's be Dude, honest.
1: But I'm not going to lie. It was a big flex right it after was. he scored that. He just flexed on him.
0: Stare down. Him. Stare <clears throat> down into the camera.
1: As like, you know, I
0: know y'all talking that shit. I, I, know, I know you loved it, and honestly, you know, obviously, so did I. I'm not going to say that I, I wasn't hype as fuck when the ball went into the back of the net. But Lucas didn't really celebrate, just threw his arms in the air, and he was kind of just like, all right, let's fucking get on with it, on to the next one. And then, obviously, we mentioned Davison Sanchez. Not much of a reaction, just a st- stone-cold Steve Austin stare down into the camera and a flex. And space, so look, man, just, I, I have yeah. two reactions. So one, you know, I'm a, I'm a passionate guy. I love, I love to see the players passion. I love to see celebrations. I love to see fuck with me again and I'll murder your family. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like Sonny does against city, like those type of celebrations. Mm-hmm. But there's another part of me that's like, Oh shit. This is definitely the Antonio Conte effect where it's, we're never satisfied. You know what I mean? Like, all right, we have one let's fucking double the lead. Let's put this fucking game away. I feel like that was the mentality that the players had today, especially early on after the Lucas goal. We were still we were still pressing, players were still running around. Midfield was was still looking as as stable as it ever has been this season. Um dude, but I mean, you have to agree, right? This is the Antonio Conte effect on the team.
1: I mean, there's just a certain personality, there's a certain Big dick energy just going around that I feel like everyone's picking up on and it's contagious. It's it it, right? It's starting to just stick on guys like I said, Ben Davies, Davison Sanchez. These guys we've kind of written off, right? That we wanted to see out. Like we went on record saying we want these guys out. And you bring in a guy like Antonio. I mean, you. I I will also argue the reason why we said that in that position is because I mean we weren't really inspired under Nuno, were we? Nuno Espirito Santos. We weren't really. Rit, bro we weren't really you know like feeling magic we were just like let's not finish in the bottom half right and let's let's not lose
0: 3-0 again (laughs) (laughs) that's (laughs) what we were saying can we please not lose 3-0 again but i agree man it's night and day it's a night and day Not, not only are these players inspired by conte by the obviously by the looks of it but the formation and the the tactics and the overall planning, you could see, um, we forgot to mention that Sergio Regulon we'll get into the starting 11 in a minute. Uh, Sergio Regulon did start the game. Apparently, he was kind of testing out that, that what, is, what was it, the left hamstring before the match. Apparently, it was kind of feeling uncomfortable for him. He still started the match, ended up having to get substituted out early on, was substituted on for, uh, excuse me, off for Ryan Sessegnon. So Ryan Sessegnon made his first Premier League appearance in what seems like forever. Um, But, you know, you, you have these types of players like Regulon Davies, and by the looks of it now, Sanchez and Oliver skip who the system that Conte has put in place, those are the type of players that are thriving off of it. Now, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. the system is fitting these players and the players are doing their best to fit into the system mm-hmm. besides the ones who are just seem like a perfect match. Like Ben Davies, like I said, apparently Davinson Sanchez. Now um, Sergio Reguilon, uh, Emerson Royale, who did not play today, but yeah. y- you know what I mean? Like the, it's, it's a kind of a combination of, of those two factors. Mm-hmm. The players are adjusting and the coach is adjusting to his players as well. It's beautiful mm-hmm. to see, man.
1: I mean, First off, when we look at this starting eleven, I I was a little bewildered. Not that I wasn't excited to see Jeff Atengenga on the team sheet, but the fact that Emerson Royale, just the form that he's been in, I, that he didn't get the start, he didn't even get the sub. I wonder if you know. It's got to be fitness. It's got to be I, fitness related.
0: That's what rotation. I'm,
1: that's what I'm assuming. And 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 when I also look at things like the fact that we don't see any Tongi and Domblay anymore. I mean, I I think Conte feels confident in what we have in the midfield as far as Hoybier and Skip. And I mean, if I think I texted the group at one point, Lionel Skippy, bro, because he was fucking what a player blasting through the. I mean, he was doing things that I just I didn't think that he was there yet, right? Like, yeah, I mean, from the Arsenal, the preseason game that we played against Arsenal when I first saw him, just big boy you know what i mean he was just he was out there like a grown-ass man and when i saw that i said man this guy's got some his ceiling is really high and we can expect some good things from him and he could probably be really great fuck dude he's already great now like he's great that's two man of the matches in a row i mean man of the matches in a row he just commanded the midfield these are teams he played last i mean he played for norwich so i feel like he did want to you know ball out a little bit but i mean brantford he's not unfamiliar with them he played them last season in the championship so bro oliver skip man it makes me just want to buy real that Skippy peanut butter you know what i'm talking about just so i can have some hell
0: yeah hell yeah yeah let's get into the starting 11 you've already mentioned some of the starters but um obviously hugo and net i thought he was brilliant again today um i think he had one one real real mistake i would say the the rollout pass, I think, out to Tanganga, which was intercepted pretty easily and mm-hmm. almost led to a, a, a goal. But outside of that, I thought he was solid. So you had Hugo in net, um, Tanganga at right wing back. We'll get into him a little bit later. Uh, we'll, we'll skip the negative stuff until the end. Uh, Davinson Sanchez, Eric Dyer, and Ben Davies uh, rounding out the back three with Sergio Regulon, like we mentioned, starting but then getting taken off early on in the, in the first half. Oliver Skip and Pierre-Emile Hoybier in midfield hobby. Um, and then to round out the attack, Lucas, Sonny, and Kane. What were your initial thoughts, man, when you saw this 11? The the one thing that I saw um, that I was a little bit surprised at was the fact that Sanchez was playing um, again after the, the performance that he had in, in the last match. Um, you mean and the then one I was also Bramford? a little bit surprised. Yeah. Talking about the one? Okay.
1: Yeah, I thought he was absolute dog shit during Brentford. Uh,
0: and uh, I was low-key kind of surprised that Tanganga was starting at right wing back and not Doughboy. I mean, obviously we don't like Doughboy on the podcast, but Antonio Conte, I thought he seemed to kind of like him enough to give him chances, even when he does fuck up. So I was a little surprised not to see him since uh, Emerson Royale, like we mentioned, was probably rested due to due to fitness and rotation. But um, yeah, man, what were your thoughts?
1: I mean, you, I think it's a good point. You bring up the fact that fitness and rotation, I mean, they played burnt for three days, prior to norwich so and emerson royale was an absolute stud that game i mean make yep. no mistake about it he was he was absolutely stunning so you know when i watched javet tanganga at the right wing back like i was excited seeing it, it i love javet tanganga you did you can listen to any episode if we ever talk about javet tanganga i got nothing but love for the lad. you know what i mean
0: his Are we just gonna go into it right now? We're just gonna I, go, just, bro, dive, in. I, just dive, dive in. Just dive in. You were like, what dive do you in.
1: Think? All right, here I go. I love him, bro. I love. We want to
0: apologize me. first. First for what we're about to say. I'm sorry, Jaffett.
1: I'm actually going to say that I saw, um, just something. He he didn't look confident in what he was tasked with and this is something that i think someone has said in the in the live streams that we do with tottenham away they said that he's just he will never be a right wing back i I remember reading a comment that said tanganga will never be a right wing back and for me when i saw this i was like come on i've seen some good things when he was at the right back position under fucking nuno you know I, i i saw some good passing i saw some decent attacking runs so for me, I was like, you know what? Hell, mate, who knows? I hope he proves this this little comment wrong that was ringing around in my head when I saw this eleven. Yep. And and I mean, real quick, I'll just comb over the rest of the eleven. Like the the front three with Lucas, Sun, and Kane. I think we know that that's that's where we're at, right? Like that's yeah. that's our the the chemistry between Mora and Son every week is just better and better. And I, we'll talk about Kane a little bit later, but. Um, Man, I just really, really disappointed by what um, I saw from Javatenga. Unfortunately, then Matt Doughboy got subbed in, and I, I'm just not a fan of that either. I didn't see much good things from him. He actually, to be I, fair,
0: he yeah, to be fair, he did create an opportunity. That's that's more than he's ever contributed in like the last three matches.
1: I mean, and there was also at one point I saw him. He he made a late run. I mean the goalie had already scooped up the ball, but if there was any fuck up, he would have been right there to to score. And yeah. would I have been happy to see him score? Probably, yeah, because I just love it when Tottenham scores. I don't give a fuck who it is. But but man, Emerson Royale, how lucky are we, bro? How lucky are we? I think Javitan Ganga is better suited at the right center back. Position. Right center
0: back. Right center back any Let's day of just, the week. In,
1: I mean, we're we're riding this Conte train. I'm I'm I feel weird internally about three at the back. Like I just feel internally weird about it. I'm just I'm just so used to four at the back and like everything I play, everything I'm used to. So for me, it's just a little weird. But I mean, I'm on this train. I'm on this Conte train, and and I think Emerson Royale just really what we have as far as options. Other than Royale at this point, bro, we're 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 so lucky we signed him last second.
0: Yep. Yep. I thought he was a really brilliant sign as well. Um, yeah, man. So <sighs> I was disappointed too in Tanganga. Not a not a great performance at all today. One of his worst in a Spurs shirt. Brandon Williams was cooking the lad all fucking day, man. I felt bad for him at one point early on in the second half. Like genuinely, I felt bad for him. Because he, it just seemed like every time Brandon Williams either turned to the outside or cut inside, he he was just cooking Jaffet all day long. To be um, fair, how
1: many opportunities has he had at right wing back, though?
0: I know, but it's just it's unfortunate that he was playing there because obviously it's the system that Conte plays. Because yeah, man, he's just not a right wing back. Mm-hmm. Stick him in the back line. He his recovery is all right. But you can't rely on that to be a fucking wingback, man. You can't rely on that. You have to be solid both going forward and you have to track back and stay back if needed to. That's the um, thing. I
1: don't think he has the same pace that Royale or like Reggie. Definitely not. to, to Definitely to fill not. fill that wingback position, bro. And, and you know, w- while we're talking about the back line, there's something that came out, you know, I, I've been wanting to see some Joey Roden in this three back system. I'm really curious. And I saw some stuff, you know, rumors, let me put it that way. There are rumors that um, he wants a loan in January because he wants to play. And I mean, fair play to the lad, if that's the case, because he deserves to play. He's he's a strong defender. And and but what's interesting is one of the reports I saw his brother on Twitter replied to it and is like, oh, you know him, do you like the fuck you talking about? You know, like. You don't know my brother. You know what I mean? And hmm. so for me, it's just like he, Conte has also come out and said um, that he feels like he's a he's a sufficient backup for Eric Dyer. Nope. So that tells you that Eric Dyer has a, impressed yet another manager. I mean, I don't have anything bad to say about him today.
0: Nope, he was good. The, the mean, back line was good outside of Tanganga.
1: How many times is, do Sanchez and Dyer and Davies need to be good and decent and, and until they kind of cleanse? For me, I mean, let's. I want you to rank them. I, I, I'm going to rank them for you in my order of, like, who has to do the most. To earn, to, to, earn to earn my earn, love? To earn back. Not the love. Well, okay, yes, your love. Let's put it that way. To earn back your love. Because, I mean, that's what it's all about, right? Like, who you love to watch. Mm. For me... The one who has to do the most, before this match, I would have said Eric Dyer. Or I would have said Davidson Sanchez. But now I'm really starting to feel like it's been Davies. Because honestly, I've never enjoyed watching him, except for when he plays for Wales. So to see him doing well, it's, it's very impressive.
0: Um, had an assist today for Sonny's goal, and he almost had an inadvertent one for Sanchez's goal off the corner. I mean, By the, the way, another doing off the corner for, for Tottenham. Say that again? Another uh, corner goal for Tottenham after not having any before Antonio Conte took over.
1: And we had, like, the longest streak. I think it was, like, 60-something, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Insane stats. But, but, yeah, dude, I, for me, the three that I – out of those three – Ben Davies has been doing the most to earn back my love. And I still think he has the most to do than Davinson Sanchez and Eric Dyer. Because for me, Eric Dyer at this point, he's proven to be kind of solid, right?
0: Can we? He's had more good performances than bad ones this season. And that's saying a lot for Eric Dyer.
1: Right. And I feel like Davinson is kind of a push. Yeah. And I feel like Ben Davies is like a 40, 60 rather than a 50-50. So it's a tight race, man. It's a tight race. But for me, bro, all three of them have been looking pretty fucking good with Antonio Conte.
0: Yeah, I think the the worst one out of the three so far under Conte has been uh, Sanchez just because of his his other performances. But, um, yeah, man, I think I'd probably rank them similar to yours. Definitely Ben Davies' one has to do the most to earn back my love, man. Goddamn. His entire Tottenham career up to this point, I have been absolutely frustrated with him. The only season I kind of enjoyed watching him play was 2017-2018, or no, excuse me, 2016-17 season, where we got second behind Antonio Conte's Chelsea. Um, Danny Rose was injured for a good chunk of that year, and Ben Davies actually stepped up when he needed to. I think that was probably the last time I enjoyed watching Ben Davies play football. And today, today I am putting it on record. And I think this entire podcast, and if you're joining in from the, from the Tottenham away live streams, first of all, thank you. Thank you for showing the podcast. Love. We love you guys. Um, Everyone who has heard me talk on the record about Tottenham knows I cannot stand watching. I cannot stand to watch Ben Davies play football for Tottenham Hotspur, if let alone start you, for Tottenham Hotspur.
1: If, if if I can quote you real quick, I think you said you'd rather gouge your eyes out with spoons.
0: With spoons, not even forks, bro. With bro, spoons. spoons.
1: That's like a scoop. Like a, like a... You know what I'm talking about? Little, pop that thing on it. But out. I said
0: gouge my eyes out so you have to stab your eyeballs with the spoons. That's even. That's what I mean. Yikes.
1: That's not even a scoop, bro. Scoop's that, that is how, how strongly... strongly That is how
0: strongly I felt about watching Ben Davies play for my football club. And today I had fun watching Ben Davies play football. I have to admit, I have to admit what
1: a life, what a turn, what his run that he made,
0: his run that he made leading up to his assist to the sunny Spidey goal. Hmm. I was blown away. I did not think he was going to keep possession all the way into the box, cut through three defenders and deliver a perfect pass to son with his weaker right foot. If you would have told me that was going to happen this season before the season started, I would have told you, you were lying. There's no fucking shot. No shot. He does that. Dude. He was, I'm going to, I'm going to say it. I'm, I'm going on the record. He was brilliant today. I loved it. Brilliant.
1: I feel like if I was a competent podcast editor, I would put in like a yay with like a you know, like the <laughs> in those games, whenever you get like an accomplishment, it's like uh-huh. yay. It's like a little celebration. I mean, you said he's brilliant. So we'll see. I mean, I feel like it's one of those if you if you're shout out any DB Dragon Ball Z fans. Um, I feel like it's one of those. Will we hate Ben Davies? Will we love Ben Davies? Next time on Dragon Ball Z. Remains to be seen. It remains to be seen. But for me, at this point, at this juncture, I'm not completely nauseous when I see them in the the 11. You know, I used to feel really not good physically when I'd see them. On the 11, I'd always just wonder why not try the other options because I didn't feel like we had much. But yeah. Shows you how much I know compared to Antonio Conte. I'll tell you that much.
0: Yeah, man, I, you, you got to give credit where credit's due. And I'm going to give the credit where credit is due. Um, I think Ben Davis is officially our Victor Moses under Antonio Conte. I I absolutely think that is true. I think he is going to be our Victor Moses who just turns into this world. Okay. I'm not going to say that turns into this absolute stud i was gonna say know world what class no way no, no no shot stop 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 i stopped the train moses if he, there. if
1: he was actually moses and he just parted the defense i mean then maybe i'd say yeah he's world class but i know i saw you i see where you were about to go with that <laughs> don't lie and
0: uh we'll, we'll talk about oliver skipping a little bit but i uh i want to talk about lucas more man and i know you do too um, we like we said at the beginning of the pod. He scored the opener in the tenth minute. Absolute fucking cock rocket to the back left, top left corner of the net. Almost ripped it open. That's how powerful the shot was from outside the box. Lucas Mora, club legend. Get the fuck off me. That's that's what he said when he scored the goal. Get the fuck off me. On to build, the next one.
1: Build the man his statue now he deserves his own statue this man took us to a champions league final off three dig kicks this man consistently performs and shows out and fights for the badge he's tottenham i mean every time i comment on anything on his on instagram 10 10 or more coys anything at least disrespectful Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know so for me, this guy, does he have shitty games? Yes. But does Tottenham have shitty games? Yes. He is Tottenham, bro. He, I mean, he's the staple of, can you name a better Brazilian player for Tottenham?
0: At the moment, no, but it's close with Emerson Royale.
1: What, did Emerson Royale have a hat trick in Amsterdam? Is he did he, not. Did he, did he give everyone the night in Amsterdam, the the synonymous night in amsterdam he did not he did not so i wouldn't put them in the same category I
0: mean, no definitely he... not not all time i thought you meant this season
1: oh no no no! i meant all time
0: oh yeah no yeah man he was Building brilliant the statue. today him he was the statue. he was brilliant today he was dancing all through the midfield when he would cut inside he was making very dangerous runs on that right hand on that right wing um, I thought it was one of his best performances of the season. Might have been his best performance of the season, honestly. Probably. I don't think there was another game where he's played as as brilliantly, brilliantly excuse me, as he did today. Would you agree? He
1: definitely hasn't had a goal as beautiful as that. No. With as much finesse. In a long, long time. The, the dancing in the box and then just fucking, I mean, I can watch the angle of behind Lucas Moore. I could watch that angle all fucking day because Mm -hmm. it's beautiful and watching that net bulge made me bulge bulge. yeah exactly (laughs) you you read my mind so for me man and and a beautiful thing that we're seeing just continually grow right before our eyes is a beautiful connection between him and sonny i mean bro they're always on the same page it seems with when they run next to each other and they have crossing runs bro he just lays the ball right there there was one point late in the game I felt like if he and Kane were on that same wavelength like they were last year Mm -hmm. that he would have laid it off to Sonny when they both had a crossing run with each other it was like there there was also
0: there was also the uh, opportunity I believe in the second half as well where Sonny Kane kind of came back he was on side offside excuse me and he kind of came back on side real quick and tried to make a, a run to the right hand side of the box and I think Sonny he caught him too late to where oh, what happened what happened in that opportunity we obviously didn't score off of it um, actually it was it got it got intercepted and Kane barely it was the the foul on Kane, where he like barely nudged the Norwich defender, and they wow. and they called the foul. It was that opportunity. If if Sonny would have hit him a little bit quicker too, Kane would have had a, definitely would have had a better chance at scoring. That's it insane, it's, weird, it's weird. It's weird. It's like night and day between last season and this one.
1: There's trouble in paradise, and I said this. Um, I think whenever Kane scored his first Premier League goal, first and only Premier League goal this season, um, I mean. <laughs> Sonny and him just didn't celebrate the same and if you go back and listen to our podcast which I encourage you to if you go back and listen to that game where I I mean I said it I felt like that there's something off there's something going on and I'm, I'm seeing it week in and week out they're just consistently not not on the same page like they were last season last season it was like they were peanut butter and jelly you know what I'm saying now they're Peanut butter and ketchup.
0: Ain't nobody eating that shit. No one's definitely eating it at Tottenham.
1: No ketchup's even allowed. So we we gotta write this shit. Now am I saying you know me? I'll I'll call it how I see it when it comes to Harry Kane. I love the fucker. I do. I don't think he's as bad as it feels and it looks. And I'll tell you why, because he's doing so much, right? He does so much for the team. I think that that. Just because he's not scoring, he's doing other things that if it was anyone else playing in that position, I don't know that we're having the same success. You know what I'm saying? I think he is a staple. Just his presence alone. I mean, the the center half, they're gonna their attention turns to Harry Kane, obviously, right? In American football, your best receiver is getting double covered in the red zone every fucking play, right? So when Harry Kane is going into his red zone, into the penalty box, he's drawing mad attention. And, I mean, what that does, when there's so much defensive attention on one special target, it opens up the plays for everyone else. And I think that's what we're seeing. And I think that's why he's not on the score sheet. I could be wrong, and he could just not fucking care, and I could could hate on him and be justified. But I want to give him the benefit of the doubt, and I think that that's what's happening here. And, you know, Hey, once w- once he starts getting on the score sheet, and I think he's trying to force it. We see that several times in a game that he's just trying to force it late in the game because he hasn't gotten the score sheet. And you can tell it's yeah. kinda in his head. And I just hope we get this right because if we get what is our ceiling? If we get Harry Kane clicking and him and son are back to peanut butter and jelly, and we're eating fucking sandwiches all day. Like, come on, we're what top four, baby.
0: That's yeah, what I, said. I was going to say top four probably is our ceiling.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't see us getting top three, <laughs> one chance, not one chance, but top four is wide
0: open as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, man, uh, I feel like Harry Kane definitely isn't as bad as people are saying he's playing. I I didn't think he was great today, to be honest, man. Um, I was kind of frustrated with him. And you know how much I love Harry Kane, my favorite footballer in the world. Um, the bobblehead yeah let me fucking bring this shit out hell yeah
1: for all you listeners he's now showing his hurricane bobblehead which you can probably see every live stream
0: that we do i always show it i showed it this show past you. week with ellie oh, and uh I, I with ellie and iggy shout out <laughs> and iggy if you're listening to the podcast yeah yeah, hell yeah it down
1: for me while i was in vacation
0: but yeah man i uh <sighs> It was frustrating man because I felt like there was a, f- a few opportunities once again for I feel like the fifth straight game where if Harry Kane was the one in the box ready to finish the chance instead of the one starting and creating the mm-hmm. whole chance to begin with that we would, we, would, we would be scoring so many more goals dude I felt like we could have won 5 6 nil today I don't know how you felt, easily, easily. but
1: there was several if, Harry, where... if
0: Harry Kane is in form and he's firing on all cylinders like he usually does against teams like Norwich, Jamie, dude, bro, Jamie, five or six. Jamie off. Jamie off. Five or six. That's, that's what it could have been today. Um, but let's move on. Let's move on to, to a more positive note. Spider Sonny gets another Premier League goal this season. Busts out the Spider-Man No Way Home celebration. Shout out Tom Holland. Tottenham fan Tottenham legend now Tom Holland Um, but yeah man Hyunmin Son rounded out the scoring added to our tally he scored the third today against Norwich and it was beautiful we mentioned Ben Davies was the whole pretty much the whole reason why the chance was created made the driving run into the left side of the box and like I said I was super surprised that he he played it on his right his weaker right foot to Sonny, and it was a perfect ball, man. Sonny, one pump fake, another dribble to the right, and fired it into the, into the top left corner of the net. What can you say, man? The player is in form right now. But for me, look, this is how I see it for Sonny. I love it. I'm enjoying it. I always will. Soggy undy season, always for Hyun min Hong. Always. He's got to show some consistency now. He's got to keep it up. Because guess what? We have Ren in the Conference League this week, must-win game in order to advance. You got Brighton this weekend, this next upcoming weekend on Sunday, should be a, uh, an easy win, should be right. But after that, my friend, you have Leicester City and Liverpool in the league. You have West Ham in the Carabao Cup quarter-final, and that's all in the month of of December. Mm.
1: It, to make it a little bit more positive, I'll tell you right now, I'm a little bit more concerned about this Brighton game than I am about the Leicester game. Leicester's in a bad run of things right now.
0: I know, Dude, but they always play us pretty good in recent history. That's why, that's the reason I bring them up.
1: And they always, you know, they do turn up against us, bro. I mean, people love to play Tottenham because, yeah, when you're great and when you're amazing and everyone wishes they were you, they want to beat you. And that's the truth of it. So fuck you, Jamie Vardy, you racist piece of shit. But I'm not talking about Leicester right now. I, I think Brighton, not to take anything away from them, they're a solid team. They're solid, you know, they got a solid manager. Graham Potter, I know a lot of Spurs fans wanted the guy. Um, they've got some pieces there. Can we take advantage of it? Of course. And should we? Of course. Are we a better club? Yes. But here's the thing. We can't just overlook them. They're not a Brentford. They're not a Norwich. And Brentford's not a slack off either. They got some good pieces there too. They're just not fully there. And I respect their manager a lot. I, I don't know the lad's name, but his face, he's got that face. He's a good-looking lad. But I just think that when it comes to the Conference League, like we are at the juncture where – you either try and you focus and you put the sunny Kane Mora trifecta up at the top, or you just bail out and focus on Premier League and try and get top four. What do you think?
0: I think you got to try to win every single game, man. Um, you gotta you gotta go as far as you can in every competition, in my opinion. Um, whether whether it's the the UEFA Champions League or the Europa Conference League? I don't give a fuck. And I said it at the beginning of the season: the the Europa Conference League is our best chance at winning a trophy this season. I still believe that, even over the Carabao Cup, over the FA Cup, I think that the Conference League is our best chance at winning a trophy. And frankly, I want to win it. Like, why would you not want to win a trophy? Um, are we going to get made fun of for it? Probably, if we do win it. But I don't give a fuck. It's a trophy, and it's a European trophy. The um, thing
1: I mean to be the first ever to win something that's pretty special. Like, you are the first club to ever win this trophy. That'd be pretty special. And 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 I'm in agreement with you that Antonio Conte wins trophies, right? What a great way to segue into the second season with him, his first full season next year. If we can get a trophy, you know, dude, I I would be. Through the moon, just—I'm gonna cry when we lift the trophy. I'm not gonna lie to you; it's gonna be an emotional moment. And for me, bring it. I want to see it. I can't wait. Hopefully, it's what what I've been saying since this fucking competition started—that it's us versus the Jose Mourinho-led AS Roma. I mean, there's I,
0: trouble in paradise over there too. Yeah, there's. <laughs> I love reading the stuff already, man. man
1: even there's. There's people from Spurs Twitter who still just rag on him every post that they can. And you know what? You either hate to love me or you love to hate me. You know what I'm saying? And I appreciate that for Jose. Um, I think that what he does kind of like deflects and takes away from the players. If they play shitty, he did it. He did it when he was our manager. You know what I'm saying? You're shitty. He takes the attention off them and they just focus on Jose. That's what the media talk about, so I respect it. Do I want to see that in the conference final? I do, and I want us to win it, and I want to hold up that trophy. But, man, I want I want to play in Champions League. I want to bring some big-name guys because they want to play in Champions League. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I'm a little bit torn. I think after Thursday, my mind will be made up how I feel because, obviously, if we're not in it, then we have nothing – Like because I, I, I read a lot of comments on a lot of stuff, and, and I think Spurs' Twitter is pretty divided. I think half of Spurs' Twitter wants us to just focus on Premier League, and the other half wants us to just go win a trophy because it'd be fucking cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It remains to be seen, but I do agree with you. It is our best chance this
0: season to get a trophy. So
1: bring it home, boys.
0: Bring it home. We'll get more into the red match in a little bit. But uh, first, Jacob, to round out this Norwich City performance, who is your man of the match and who brought the most BDE, big dick energy?
1: I feel like I said this about the Brentford game, and I'm going to say it again. Sonny's is my man of the match. I, I just have so much pull to the guy. I know Skip won it in the the fan poll or whatever that that Spurs do after the game. But for me, Son I, – I was kind of torn between Son and Lucas – because I feel like if Lucas doesn't get us started, maybe we flounder a little bit more. And Norwich put away one of their chances. They were gifted quite a few chances, if if I remember correctly. So for me, I felt like it either has to be Son or, or Lucas. Because I mean, they just they brought the offensive threat that we needed, and I mean, we needed a goal, bro. We needed it. We needed to start. We couldn't have gone zero zero the first half with Norwich City, bro. That would look so bad. So for me, I'm going with Son or Mora on my man of the match. And BDE, it's got to be my man, Oliver Skip. He was everywhere. He was here. He was there. You know the rest. He was every fucking
0: where. So that's my BDE of the match. What about you? Man of the match, I'm going with – I'm going to reverse it. I'm going to go Mr. Oliver Skip as my man of the match. Hmm like I said at the beginning of the pod man absolutely brilliant performance he is becoming a fucking world beater for us and I'm not over exaggerating mm-hmm. and iggy said this on the live stream on friday he would if we were uh, if we were to bring in a world class or you know just a very, very good attacking midfielder in January. Who would you drop, Hoiber or Skip? He said he would drop Hoybier. I am 100% in agreement. If one of them has to go, it's got to be Hoiber, dude. The, the growth that we've seen just at the beginning of this season alone, obviously last season in the championship was huge for Oliver Skip and his development. He was absolutely brilliant. Um, no, no denying it. But since the beginning of this season to now, how much he has grown and how much he has matured has been absolutely insane. He ran that midfield today once again. Mm-hmm. Bossed it, ran it, you name it. It was his midfield today, and he was Big brilliant dick. once again. Big dick energy, I'm giving it to Lucas Mora for that fucking cock rocket. He was yeah, brilliant buddy. today. Like I said, if there was anyone else that I was going to give the man of the match to, it was going to be Lucas Mora. But dude, anytime you have a cock rocket like that, you're getting my BD of the match for sure
1: good call uh, honestly i like your answer a lot more than i like my answer you're <laughs> fucking right the cock rocket there was so much just fucking some oomph about it so you know what i mean balls behind it you know what i mean it was so much mojo i've been watching austin powers lately and they, they always reference the mojo you know what i'm saying and there's mm-hmm. so much mojo in the shot bro you're right that has got to be the bde but I, I just had to put skip in there because he's he, he did bring World the BD, class, too. Bro. He brought yeah. it. And, and, and again, I'm going to say it. He is showing just the the man. Like, he's showing what kind of man he is, right? Like, he's growing before our eyes into this solid-ass player. It's so exciting. I got to agree with, with what you said about uh, what Iggy brought up on the live stream with Tottenham away that that if you had to drop one of the two. Unfortunately, I fucking love Hobby. But he's got he he would have I I pick Skip over him, bro. Skip has rightfully earned that this season. If we're talking about last season, I mean Hoybier was one of our best players last year. So it's really unfortunate to say that. But it's also a really fortunate position to be in to make a decision like that. Because then you have a guy like Pierre Mio Hoybier who can just play. I mean, he's an Iron Man. The guy, he gets he gets hurt. It just He's like Wolverine. His wounds just heal instantly. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It don't matter how bad the tackle looks. But yeah, dude, Skip is just showing all around more of a box-to-box threat rather than just a guy to help clean up the shit show of a back line we have. So, yeah, man. Uh, Ollie Skip. I hope he listens to the pod. He doesn't, but I hope he does.
0: I hope he does, too. We love you, Ollie. Um, All right, man. Up next, like we mentioned, Thursday night in the conference league at home against Ren who are currently first place and will finish in first place in our group in the Europa conference league. Obviously we had a shambles of a performance last time out in the conference league against Mira um, dropping two points in the 94th minute on the last kick of the game on Thanksgiving day, nonetheless, good Lord. But look, we can only play who's in front of us now. And who's in front of us now is Ren. Like I said, they've already clinched first in our group. The only hope for us is to reach the knockout rounds, the play-in for the knockout rounds, which will all begin, I believe, in February, if I'm not mistaken. So here's the deal. Second place right now in the Conference League. We're tied with Vitesse, beating them on goal differential by two goals. Our goal differential is three. Vitesse's is one. They're playing NS Mira, who are obviously in last place in our, uh, in our group they are absolutely dog shit. I can't lie, but fair play. So were we, that's why we lost, (laughs) but it's a must win game now on Thursday because obviously Vitesse is playing the, one of the worst teams in the conference league, let alone the group. And we need to outscore Vitesse by at least two goals. Like I said, we, we have a goal differential of three. They have a goal differential of one. But, Jacob, what I, I, can't, com- I, I can't believe we're even talking about this right now, man. What a this isn't even a
1: complicated-ass situation we just dug ourselves into, right? Like- yep.
0: If, if they outscore us by two and they beat, let's say they beat Mira three to one and we beat Ren one nil, they're tied with us on goal differential, but they are ahead of us on head-to-head, which is sad.
1: The fact that we're having a, we should be in the position that Ren is in. Exactly, bro. I didn't know who they were. They fucking got my respect. All right, I understand what they're all about now. They're a good fucking team. I get it. Big currently in second
0: place in Ligue 1, only behind Pochettino's PSG. I mean,
1: and that's, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, Lyle or Lil, whatever the fuck they're called, they're they're not even in top five. But. in recent history, they've been
0: decent, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been
1: trying to get up. I mean, they the won the league
0: French last year, league.
1: right? And that's also the club that we bought uh, in Thickcock from. So, you, you know, there's actually a player on there that I've seen a lot of Spurs. I can't, I can't pronounce the guy's name, so I'm not even going to try. But there's some midfielder that I think a lot of people
0: really like. Are you talking about Leon or Lille? Lille. 'Cause we got Indom from Leon. Well then I think know. you meant you meant Leon.
1: Fuck, I think you're right. The one with the little it's like a little tiger is their their logo. And it's like red, white, and blue. Uh
0: no, you're thinking of Leo. That's Leo.
1: <sighs> Bro, I'm turned around. Fuck this league, but I don't know. <laughs> All I'm saying is Ren has earned my respect. All right. I didn't know who the hell they were before this f- tournament started and trust me i know who they are they they won our group so they're good they're not bad this is what i want to ask you like what do you think their mindset is for me it's going to be either one or two things one is tottenham is a team that we don't want to see later because they're probably going to be better so maybe you put out a decently strong side lose the game by one goal hope that Vitesse do their job and you don't see tottenham again and Mm -hmm. now you have a better chance of going further um rather than potentially seeing us and i feel like if we saw them like you don't beat a good team three times in a row that's just my opinion so for me i feel like i would do that if i was the the head dude in charge at wren that's what i would do but i could also see the fact that hey they're fighting they want the fucking league title they're in the race so maybe they rest they already got it clinched. Fuck it. Take the week off.
0: I think it might be a, a mix of the two, to be honest. Is that allowed? Am I allowed to say it's a mix of the two, or do I have to pick one?
1: <laughs> I guess you can. I mean, I don't, I don't care, but...
0: Because you make two good points. I don't know. I, I wonder what their thinking is going to be. Um, but we already know what Tottenham's is, man. Conte's going to want to win that game. He's going to put out a very, very strong 11. Um, and then I think we're going to see some heavy rotation again, like we did. Well, not heavy, but some sort of rotation again, like we did today uh we're recording we're recording this on a sunday night in america but i think we're going to see the same thing again next sunday at brighton there's going to be mm-hmm. some rotation it'll be a little bit of a weaker side than thursday will be but i think i think he's going to go for it on thursday i think we're going to put out our strongest 11 and we're going to go out there and try to score as many goals as we can i don't know man it'll be exciting it will be exciting and i hope we're not disappointed or let down by uh the time thursday concludes you know what i'm saying
1: You know, when I say that and I feel like it's not going to happen, it usually happens. And I don't feel like it's going to happen. So, hey, you know what?
0: I feel like Thursday is going to go well. I hope so. I really do. I hope so. But until then, thank you guys so much for listening to the United Spurs of America podcast. As always, joined by your hosts Jacob Wallraven, I am Michael Ramirez. Thank you guys so much for your support. If you're here from Tottenham away and the live stream, thank you guys so much for the support on this podcast as well. We're totally enjoying those um, on Tottenham Away's YouTube channel. And if you haven't listened to those live streams yet, make sure to check us out on Tottenham Way's YouTube channel soon to be every Tuesday at 1230 PM mountain time. Confirmed? Uh, it should be confirmed soon and 7.30 p.m. UK time as well. Beautiful. But until then, we will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening today, everyone. Um, follow us on Spotify, Twitter, and YouTube as well. Um, we're active on on all of those platforms. And thank you guys for the engagement on Twitter. And thank you so much. We just got our spotify rap stats. And uh, we, are, we are very, very thankful for our day one listeners on Spotify. Thank you guys so much. Until then, real quick, up the real, lads.
1: Real quick, real quick, before we up the lads, let me say... 13 different countries and we started this podcast this year and I, mean, I don't even know when we started it was in the middle of march last season, april
0: but... april or may I
1: think about april. april yeah i want to say april
0: late march or early april so
1: to the fact that we have listeners in 13 different countries you know just i just want to shout out those guys that's big shout folks, out everyone they're listening and who knows if this thing gets big those guys you're gonna get a fucking free sweatshirt how about that
0: hell yeah hell yeah all right well it remains to be seen whether next podcast mood is going to be positive or negative but until then up the lads and jacob come on you spurs come on you spurs course, 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 course.